Hi everyone, this is Aaron and you are listening to the Sound Words Podcast, a podcast where we get to look into the life and times of today's worship leaders. Today's first time guest is Gabe Lee, and we're going to talk about serving at Rice Retreat together, CrossCon versus Urbana, going to school at the Master's Seminary, and the preaching and music ministry in Turf, the College Fellowship of FCBC Walnut. Thanks for listening. Um, I have a list of stuff to talk about, man. There's kind of a lot that that we did over the winter break. I, I'm just going to talk about myself, man. I did the rice retreat, and you were there with me. Yeah. <laughs> how, was, how was your experience doing that, man? What, what are some thoughts? It was a unique experience just to see all the different churches coming together and, and being able to lead worship for them. I, I've done retreats with you, I think, before. I, I remember doing... I think like our young adult retreat before with you. And, and so I, I think it's fun to be able to lead, I guess, a lot of different people, including our own people in the congregation um, and kind of see uh, kind of the multitude of different, I guess, personalities and people, just churches, church culture coming together and singing, worshiping. Um, yeah, it was fun. Were you tired by the end? So we did like six sets and you were on acoustic guitar for all of the sets. So were you tired mm-hmm. at the end of them? Um, you know, not really. I, I feel like it was because I, I didn't. I didn't feel like I had to exert much energy too many times. I sometimes you didn't even have us play at all for some songs, so yeah, I just yeah. kind of chilled. Yeah. So I, I didn't feel. I I guess I didn't feel too bad. I mean, were you tired? I was tired. That? Yeah, I was tired at the end. I was tired yeah. at the end. Um, but you know, I I guess it's different, right? For being like the the main leader or whatever versus like you know one of the supporting musicians. Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely when I land the path, I usually get really drained afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. being being focused on the guitar and playing and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my hand, my hands were were pretty messed up by the end though too. Though I think I think it was like a combination of the cold weather and then plus just playing acoustic for so many sessions straight kind of messes up your fingers. Yeah, the cold weather was killer. Not only did you play for music, but you also led. A workshop. What was your workshop title again? Uh, I believe it was social media and the gospel. Yeah. So what what was that? Did they they asked you to do it, or did you say, "Hey, I can I can do this workshop"? So I gave them two choices. I had two topics in my mind. Um, social media was one of them, and the other topic I had in mind was loneliness because apparently I'm the the loneliness guy right. at, yeah, at yeah, FDC. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I, I gave them those two topics and I was like, yeah, I have, I compare two workshops, one workshop, you guys can choose whatever topic and they ended up going with social media, feeling that it covered probably, it probably hit more people, hit a wider audience. So yeah. And then I tried to prepare that and, um, it was the, was it the first time I talked about? No, it's probably like, I had some stuff prepared before because I did like, I remember doing, integrating like a lot of social media application in one of my sermons before for the youth. Um, and so I kind of pulled stuff from there, but I, I made it a lot more worship, more workshop-like. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, what do you mean more workshop-like? Like you did more illustrations, you did interaction. What was it? I feel like it's more like practical, probably. Um, and more like a lesson versus a sermon. Um, and so kind of went through like a lot, a lot of like, practical steps of like this is what social media does and kind of go through a list and then for each and every time I'll, I'll try to give it an example 
of what that looks like in real life. Did um mm-hmm. was it difficult because like normally you preach in turf, so that's mm-hmm. to collegians. Was it hard for you to transition going into a high school slash junior high setting? Uh, you know, I struggle with that every time I do something for the youth. Nice. I I never know if I reached them. I I'm pretty sure I don't reach the junior hires at all with my style. <laughs> and and so I I'm I think I'm only getting like the high school students who are able to like pay attention to me mm, 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 mm. and follow my flow logic. Would you say that collegians is like your niche group to preach to, or like your I guess your target audience? Like if you could choose one audience to preach to, who would it be? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting. I, I don't know. I think collegians, even collegians have been a little bit more difficult. I, I don't fully understand this generation oh, yeah? sometimes. Oh, <laughs> Um, Like, no, like, I, I love my collegians. Right. right? No, yeah, yeah, so of course, I, yeah. They're, they're listening to this, you know, there's nothing against them. Of course, yeah. Um, I love them. I, I just, you know, I want to relate to them. And so I realized that, you know, when I use, like, sports examples in my sermon, they don't somehow that doesn't necessarily catch along with these collegians mm, as much. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so I have to like kind of figure things out and kind of think through like, what exactly do they struggle with to connect with them? Um, actually, I feel like my best sermons, at least where I feel like I'm connecting with people in the audience while I'm speaking has been in IT. Oh, okay. 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 Do you think that's be- it's because you're living the young adult life? So in a sense, Probably. you're like uh, preaching to yourself. <laughs> Right. I, I think that I think that's a lot all it has to do with that. Oh, very cool, man. Um well Rice Retreat was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we got to experience those four or five days together. It wasn't even just that. We ended up playing on Sunday too, if you remember. It was you, me, and oh, yeah, Dora. Yeah, do you right. remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember that. So mm-hmm. how was that, man? How was that experience for you? Because for me, it was a little bit difficult transitioning back into the groove of you know, typical FCBC uh, mm. music. But then again, I, I pared it down. Like it was you, me, and Dora. And that was because nobody else was available to play. It was like New right. Year's, was it? Yeah, it was like New Year's Eve, I think that day, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it so, was. So mm-hmm. how was that, man? Playing in English with, with really just you, me, and Dora. How'd you feel? Man, I'm trying to, trying to think back to that. That was a while ago. It was a while, yeah. Um, I just feel like I just followed you. I, I've been following you the entire week. So it was like, <laughs> oh, here's your style. I got it. I think when we got when we got messed up, I think that's when I'm like trying to figure out, okay, what how are you gonna like when we got interrupted by Pastor Albert, I think that's when I was trying to figure out, okay, how are you actually gonna readjust? Oh dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Wait, can you tell me what mm-hmm. happened again? I forgot about that. Can you do you remember? I was doing that? communion. What happened exactly? Commun- I, for- I forgot the details. We started talking, I think, and we were playing the Lord of Our Salvation. <laughs> yeah. And and then you know how in the second verse we usually change the riff a little bit? Right. And I think you totally forgot to do it because we got we all got thrown off. And I was just trying to see what you were going to do and follow you. And so I kind of stopped playing a little bit, trying to see what's happening. <laughs> you're right, man. You're right. Okay. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a little bit traumatizing. But, you know, I, I should have rolled with the punches better. I think because I've been so, like, strict, you know, on myself, just kind of like, this is how we're going to play the song. And, like, we're not going to deviate. I think when stuff happens... It, it really throws me off now. So I need to get back into the groove of just being more flexible and being able to go with the flow a little bit more. <laughs> that was good. It was cool. I think we, we got back on track, I think. 
<laughs> once we got into the verse a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we didn't fall apart totally, but I, I was was thrown for a loop there for a second. I remember. Yeah, it was crazy. I think I don't think I uploaded that video to YouTube, or at least I didn't make it public because I was like, yeah, that that one's no good. That one's not gonna be. <laughs> Too much shame in that video. Yeah, yeah there's a little, a little <laughs> bit of shame. Yeah. Um, you, okay. you also went to another conference after Rice Retreat. You're kind of nuts, man. Yeah. You went to CrossCon. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me yeah. about it. I don't think you ever told me anything about this. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think we talked about it at all. It was CrossCon is, I mean, for those of you guys who don't know what CrossCon is, it's, it's, it's a conference. It's a missions conference focused, targeting, they say specifically 18 to 25 year olds. Um, and it's about just mainly teaching them, um, what is, what does missions look like from God's word? And like, what, what does it mean when God is, wants, you know, to save people for his kingdom? And then from there, it's like encouraging these collegians, these young adults to think about their lives and make the most of it for God and his kingdom. The conference was great. I, I believe it was uh, Matt Boswell led worship for us. Um, so we we're used to him and we're used to his songs. We've been seeing them a lot, and the speakers were good. Though honestly, I I feel like the speak the messages last CrossCon was were way better. Was it point. different speakers or um, the content of the messages? What was what made it different? Uh, they were they were the same speakers, but I think because this CrossCon the focus was we're going to walk from general from Genesis to Revelation for the entire conference. And then so every speaker was assigned like either a book or like a section of the book. So like one speaker had all, all of the minor prophets or all the prophets. And, and so that's, he's supposed to show God's mission in those, in those books. And so it ended up becoming a lot more, I mean, I don't know if topical is the right word, but it just became this, it just kind of came very general from the, from, from the different passages. And, the best sermons were the ones who were like the, the speakers are like, forget it. I'm just going to take a passage and we're just going to exposit it and we'll show you the, the theme. And so I just thought it, it wasn't very consistent in that way throughout the, throughout the conference. I think that's yeah. one of the hard things about conferences is that you're getting good speakers, but they, they only get one message each, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to develop consistency or maybe just kind of like a general direction where you can, you know, really dig into stuff because when you're going from speaker to speaker it's like okay now it's him okay cool i'm thinking this way but then somebody else speaks in a totally different way and you got to kind of shift your mindset a little bit you know Mm -hmm. you went with collegians right uh yeah so we we, i was able to bring it was like seven collegians and one young adult um and it was all guys okay i I don't know i don't know i don't know where the ladies are at but it's all all guys um but it actually made the price easier because we can just all share a room did you ever Um, go to urbana I did. Uh, I've gone to Urbana six years ago. So CrossCon versus Urbana. Give me the pros and cons. <laughs> and if you could only choose one, which one would you choose? Um, I would choose Cross. Oh, okay. Um, that was a quick decision. I will push Cross. It, it was. I, I've been pushing Cross for, for SMBC to, to sponsor that and go. I, I think the Cross has a better concept, I believe, of really building the theology of missions from Scripture. Um, I think I agree with their theology more. I, I think the one, I mean, 
Urbana has a great push for missions. I think you can get really encouraged by Urbana and you can make a lot networking. I think if you want to network with different mission organizations, go to Urbana. This is bigger. You get more opportunities to network and talk to different organizations. But one thing I was disappointed from Urbana was there was a lack of a focus of how the local church sends missionaries. Uh, I see. It was really just about you who are here, go. But it, there was a lack of discussion about, hey, your church should be sending you. What I didn't like about Urbana is that they constantly seen in different languages and different chemistry a lot of different cultures in yeah. their worship sets yeah i thought that was really cool like i i was like get this mixture of worship and you kind of just see revelation come to life with different tongues and languages it's awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i went to urbana a long time ago man maybe maybe 10 years ago yeah maybe back when i was um in college yeah that was probably one of the biggest takeaways was the musical worship time just because it's so different than than what we're right. used to yeah mm-hmm. um, and i really like i really like it yeah it's different you know what i went away from though is kind of ironic is that i went away knowing for sure that god did not call me to be an overseas missionary huh. at the time really? at least at the time right like of, of course god can mm-hmm. always change things but i just remember being very clear that or just having this very clear vision that oh no god wants me to stay and to, mm. <laughs> to be a sender, basically. Well, you know, do ministry at home. Be, yeah, be a yeah. sender versus, uh, you know, being an overseas missionary. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever had a revelation like that where it's like anti-go. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I had. No, no. I, I think every time I go to these conferences, I actually want to go. I I keep feeling I want to go, but it just seems like God is giving me more opportunities to be more useful here. And so I'm just trying to be faithful, trying to wrestle with that tension that I have in my heart sometimes. I don't know. I, I do want to go. So you're telling me right now, at this moment right yeah. now, you want to go for overseas missions. I would love to go, yes. I, I think if God opens that door, I would definitely, I mean, I'll pray about it for sure, but I'll, I'll definitely start, I'll definitely explore it. What do you think is the main thing that's stopping you though? Like, is it, is it school right now? Is it career prospects, relationship stuff? Mm-hmm. What is it where, where you know that now is not the time? Uh, it's a mixture of different things. Um, I, I mean, in the past when I, when I was trying to make the decision, I think it was most likely my own fault where I had a fear of not getting married. Mm. But now I think it's more like God has, giving me an opportunity to serve at SCB Savannah has brought me to seminary. And so I need to be faithful with that and just be patient with this desire. And so just recognizing my context and where I am. Um, I also know that I want to be sent by SCBC, but I don't know if, I don't know exactly what our mission thing looks like. And so I kind of want to work with that a little bit. I want to build that up. I don't want to call it a program, but I guess the culture mm, of mm, mm. what missions should look like, how that support looks like. You're at, uh, master's seminary right now so that means by the time you graduate you you could technically you know be a pastor right and so mm-hmm. if you were to be a missionary would you go somewhere to plant a church is that is that what you have in mind or are you are you more just like a you know like um you know maybe you'll go back to to you know tech stuff and then just be a missionary that happens to have pastoral training i have no idea okay um yeah well, I, that, that thing, that's something we'll tackle down the line. I, you know, in the past, I also had this thing where I love preaching and teaching, and I didn't know if I can do that overseas because of the language barriers. And, but the, I don't know if that's something I should be willing to give up or not mm, if mm. I were to go overseas. But you speak Chinese, right? Not fluently, not into a point where I can preach. Okay, fair, 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 fair. 
<laughs> I can't even share with Gofflo in Chinese. I need to learn that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think Hanley actually made a point about that one time. I forget what, what he was talking about that. But yeah, that would be very useful, I'm sure, for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Gabe, you're in school at TMS. So tell me about, about school, man. When are you going to be done? I'll be done in two years. Two years? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you had at least only one 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 more year or something. What? Okay, what's your Come course on, load? Man. What's your course load going to look like for the next two years? I I mean I'm constantly taking five classes a semester. The problem is that I take the minimum to be a full time student. Um, and so I'm on a four year track. I take pretty much zero summer sessions, no winter sessions because I'm so busy with mission trips and ministry at church. Um, and so I just, I'm on a four year track, um, mm, mm. and that's just what it is. Is that the longest that it, yeah. it would take somebody to do it? Oh no, there's people there who's been there for years because they're, they're part time or they, they stopped because they had a baby. And so they took a semester off and things like that. So mm-hmm. is school hard for you? School is, I don't like being graded. Mm. I'm not a good test taker, mm. but at the same time, the Material itself isn't super difficult. I think FCBC wanted to train me really well oh. growing up there and, and learning a lot of the theology, the exposition, um, the hermeneutics. It's so had a good foundation coming in. Uh, I mean, there, there's definitely new stuff I'm learning. Um, things that I don't study as much. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know my eschatology that well, things like that. But it's, you know, it, I, I'll say seminary. The, the hardest thing about seminary is the amount of work you have to do. You just have to constantly be be grinding away um like papers I, you mean or like yeah papers reading um assignments you're you're constantly grinding away at vocab for, for greek and hebrew um and and it's just a non-stop process and it just keeps going and i think that is probably the hardest part is the grind itself not necessarily the work itself do you think that being at fcbc walnut makes it easier to go to school because you're you're serving you know you're you're leading a group um or do you think it 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 actually makes things harder because it it, you know takes up your time you know i'll say it it really depends on what you want to get out of what you're doing in life at the moment let's just say I'm, i'm better as a i'm better doing real life work than i am sitting in a classroom learning um and so and so for me, it's more viable to be doing ministry and applying what I learned right away into it. Um, I mean, I was that case in undergrad when I was doing computer science stuff. I, I suck at programming. <laughs> I, I really took off when I started working. They had you traveling a lot, right? Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, I traveled a, a lot when I was, when I was working full time. Maybe that's preparing you for your missionary field later on. Oh yeah, no, I, I totally think so. Because you know, I growing up, I hated traveling. I, I couldn't travel. I would get dizzy. Um, I would just I would just try to sleep the entire plane ride because I can't do anything. And now it's just like, you know, I it's second nature getting onto a plane. I just do stuff. Look, Gabe, I'm excited to see wherever God will take you, man. Obviously, yeah, you got, it sounds like two more years of school. So I guess we can follow, follow you along in, in the next two years. But um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that your, your doors are actually pretty open, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we, we're all, I mean, I think all of us are in the stage where we're always asking questions like, what is God's will for us? And where is he leading us? And I think it's just really evaluating our passions, our skill sets, and, but most importantly, I think our opportunities and context is, is what really provides really kind of 
what God wants us to do. I mean, there are a few people where their passion will drive them outside of their context, and and to get outside your outside your current context is hard. You do need that deep rooted passion to, to be out there to break that. Um, but for most of us, we really just have to examine our settings and our environment. Speaking of speaking of our settings and environments, man, would you consider turf your main area of service right now? Yeah, I mean, both. Um, yeah, both in my heart and what I feel like, and also based off my my job details. Oh, okay, yeah, right, 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 right. yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about your preaching for a second. How often are you preaching there? Who comes up with the preaching schedule, and do you ever get feedback on your sermons? Oh man, Terrence and I work on a preaching schedule. Um, but you know, Terrence is uh, he's very empowering, so he lets me take a first one at it, and then he'll make his comments. I usually am able to take advantage and kind of set my own schedule for preaching. And if however times I want to preach, he'll I guess Terrence is down with it. Um, however, this semester seems a little busy for me, so I might cut back a little bit depending on. Depending on time, yeah. Depending on the workload. You guys just finished Esther, right? So what's the next series? Uh, We're going to go through Ephesians next. Was that your call or Terrence's call? I think we both had it in mind. Uh, I I probably mentioned it first and he probably just went, yeah, I Mm. think it's a good one. Uh, Ephesians is, I think, yeah, probably my favorite book in in the Bible. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, so you're gonna listen closer to our sermon series. Yeah, I will. I will. I will listen to. <laughs> I probably will listen to every one. Normally, you know, I can't listen to every one. I think there's a lot of sermons that that get preached at our church, um, but this one I will pr- make it a priority to to listen to the sermons <laughs> from my favorite book of the Bible. Man, um, you can give me some critiques then. Okay, all right. Uh, who normally gives you guys critique though? Do you guys critique each other? Do you get critique from the students or counselors? No, we don't. We don't have any official process. It's kind of just whoever comes up and <laughs> nice talks to us yeah nice so um, but i mean do you critique yourself though or are you pretty much like oh once you're done you're done like do you go back and listen to oh, your no no I, yeah that's part of the reason why i, I record it so the, the minute it comes out on the podcast nice. I, I listen to myself oh uh, very good I'm, I'm evaluating myself yeah. good i'm glad i'm glad you're using it that way it is it's definitely i mean it's definitely for the congregation or people outside of church but it's also for the preacher to to, to do a self right right yeah um okay so one of the reasons why I wanted to have you as a guest on the podcast is because you are also a musician, but you're also a pastor, I guess, an intern. And so it gives me, I guess, a different glimpse with the preacher and musician relationship. Mm-hmm. So tell me a yeah. little bit about the music in Turf and how you guys have arranged the music like with um with the speaker and whoever's playing music i guess first tell me like what's your musical arrangement there last time i heard sometimes you just only have one person on guitar is that still the case that is pretty much the case we only have one person leading with guitar who's Um, like ray angie right now because ray is out on leave Mm -hmm. um and angie's been really busy with school Mm -hmm. it's actually been vincent leading quite a bit yeah okay okay okay. um it's kind of cool I, I think that what turf is very a lot more hands-off at least i am very hands-off on it i think because because ray signed on he's you know he's our english worship leader officer i i, I was kind of hoping he will kind of take grain and and kind of guide through kind of how to set up worship what trained them and and lead them through how to match up i guess think through the worship set think through how to relate to the message 
and things like that. Um, and I'll say for the most part, like, they kind of do mesh, but at the same time, I feel like there could be a little bit more things stated. I, I do think Ray being out kind of made that a little bit more difficult. Um, and so, um, and I, I kind of been a little bit too busy to try to try to set something up. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm cool with, with how it is now, even though it's kind of, it does kind of feel a little bit disconnected between the sermon and the, and the worship sets. Um, but you know, if we're, if we're all, as long as the songs are focusing our attention to God, I think we're, we're, we're okay. Um, yeah, if there's a song that, that, that was led that I don't agree with, then, then I think I'll say something, but for the most part, everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, I, I do understand that that is kind of like a hard thing to, to, to deal with because, okay, let's look at our Friday night ministries, right? Like I, I'm in Unicoi, right? And the guidance in Unicoi is, is very top down where I'm giving them a lot of guidance in my opinion. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. for one reason, because they're high schoolers. Second reason, because I I care to an extreme amount, you know, about, (laughs) about the type of stuff that we're doing. Um, but you know, once, once they're in college, yeah, the, the students become more independent and rightfully so, because that mimics like what they're experiencing, just living the college life. I do understand that there, there, there's an element of more freedom, probably because I'm not there like breathing over their neck, you know, but, um, but yeah, the, the relationship I think between the preacher and the musician is still important. One thing that I'm trying to do better this year is actually preparing the students uh, a little bit better. So that way, by the time they're in college, they, they have a little bit more knowledge than, than uh, before. I think before I was just more like, Hey, this is, this is how I do things. Right. So let's do it this way. Mm. Um, but Philip's been helping a lot actually in, in Unicoi. Yeah. I think w- having another person there, uh, you know, gives us a multi um, directional approach, I guess, or different people mm-hmm. from different angles. We've also been trying to, I guess, help out in youth worship a little bit more and giving a little bit more uh, mentorship and guidance that way. And I feel yeah. that once Unicoi and youth worship is is like better aligned, then it should just be a natural progression to turf ministry because then it's not like, oh, if you only go to Unicoi music, then you know this way. If you only go to youth worship, then you only know this way, right? So if we can mm-hmm. have a, the approach be consistent across the board, everybody's funneling into turf and they, the music leaders at that point should have sort of the same knowledge background hopefully trajectory for their leadership yeah you know i, I think that's good I, I like i like what i'm seeing in, uh, in terms of how you and philip have been developing youth and and it's it's great to to see the development of the youth to grow as leaders and i do think that when they get a trip it'll be very different just because we're almost completely hands off we don't have a set songs that you need to sing through and Sometimes there's new songs almost every week, and so I don't know. Maybe I need maybe I need to tamper down that. <laughs> um, and so we, it, it gets a little crazy. Um, you know, if I if I were to have a vision for worship, I, I actually never even sat down to think about the vision for worship in turf. Um, if I were to sit down and think about it, I'll probably try to relate back to a lot of my experience I had when I was leading worship ministry at WCF in Irvine. And, and yeah. Yeah, and try to think through how I how I progress through that, and yeah, I think I did stuff like I, I wanted like a theme song every quarter, um, 
and things like that and, and match it up match it up with the theme of the year but we don't do themes in, in turn we just walk through books of bible i don't well, know I, so, well, I mean i no, yeah. that that's really good man we should we should uh hash this out on the podcast man where where you can you know kind of shape the the music ministry for turf i think yeah. theme songs are a great idea man i mean you know me man i freaking play the same set i have theme sets <laughs> is what i have if you if you if you're walking through the book you know each book has like a overarching themes right so i think it'd be i think it's totally appropriate to do that man and and like i said you have the background of of a musician you know of a music leader Mm -hmm. so you're you're more than capable of aligning the music with the with sermons man yeah i guess i guess it's just something i haven't prioritized um i was trying i guess just delegating it off to people um, but that's, I mean, that's a good topic to bring up. And I think that's been something I'll, I'll definitely keep thinking about, keep walking through. And, um, as of right now, it's a little bit difficult since both Ray and Angie are kind of out, um, quite a bit. And so I think we'll have to kind of just run with what we have for now. And it's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, man. I mean, at, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're thankful just to be, be singing, you know, and not, not have right. any, uh, you know, government uh, crackdowns on us at least. <laughs> I, I should clarify myself too. Philip is helping out a lot, but you know, there's also other help too. Um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Joyce and Dora, basically mm-hmm. everybody that's on sound words so far has been helping out. Even Ryan's been helping out a little bit. So, um, <laughs> Julie, I think has been, has been stepping in. So yeah, there, there's a lot of help. I'm, I'm sorry if I missed anybody. <laughs> oh, that's all good. By the way, before, before we came onto this podcast, I, Philip had a vain request. You want me to give him a shout out on this? <laughs> On his recording, you should give him a put so down. Vain. You should give him a. <laughs> he would, man. He would ask for a shout out. Um, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. hey, man. Thanks for making uh, a yeah. time to to do this podcast, even after your strenuous workout. I'm looking forward to the next one, man. Yeah. Hopefully, we can hash out more of that uh, turf music vision and just follow up on on your school and uh, post Valentine's Day activities. I guess. <laughs> it's good talking to you, man. Thanks, Gabe, for being my guest on the show, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Please send me your feedback or questions for follow-up. You can even send me any questions specifically for Gabe to follow up on, and I'll be sure to get to them in the next few episodes. In the show notes, you'll find links to our podcast archive, and don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Just search for Sound Words. My website is musicgoon.com. The email address for this podcast is soundwords at musicgoon.com. And you can always tweet me at musicgoon. Thanks. See you soon.